Welcome to the My Top 5 podcast where it's our duty to disagree with personal preference. I am your host, Fleur Shomo. <laughs> and I am today's co-host, Caleb Shomo. How are we doing, Fleur? Are you having a good morning? Yeah, I'm doing great. I, I, I want to point out that you are our co-host today because I asked you to be a part of this because I figured that you would uh, very much be into our guest today. Am I wrong on that? Not at all. I could not be more ecstatic to be on the other end of this microphone. Yeah, are you kidding? This is nuts. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce? Let's yeah, let's just okay. dive in. I guess today is uh, Mr. Sunny Sandoval. Um, Caleb, why don't you explain why why you you were you were saying yes to me when I asked you to do this? <laughs> well, I I mean, simple answer is POD changed my fucking life. Like no Aww. no bullshit, no joke. Like I, I'm telling you. I mean, when I heard Southtown. I was like, yeah, everything is different now. And that record changed it all straight up. And yeah, I mean, one of of my favorite bands for a long fucking time and better than all of that. Like, obviously, that's one thing. But then I met uh, you and your bandmates for the first time, probably like four or five years ago. Uh, You were playing at a venue in Columbus called Express at the time. And I got to go and it was epic. And I'm pretty sure I ran on stage and started doing yeah, vocals yeah. for something. Yeah, yeah. you did. <laughs> you, had a, you, had a, you had a bear That's tooth right. shirt on. You had a bear tooth yeah. shirt on. And I was like, holy shit, we're doing this. And I just got yeah. way too hyped and ran out there. And then, yeah, met everybody. It was super cool. And that was one of those, like, uh, yeah, like one of those epic, really cool, lifelong memory moments. So, oh, man. That, That's yeah, awesome, dude. dude. Absolutely. So, hello. I, 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 yeah, hello. Thank you. I, I remember that. I did I knew we were in Columbus, Ohio, so I wore my bear tooth shirt on purpose. And then mm-hmm. you came out during a live and just being caught up in the moment, I just I hear somebody sing and I look over and I'm like, yeah, but it didn't dawn on me. <laughs> it was you until the end. I was like, oh, man, I would have said something. You know what I mean, you're like the hometown <laughs> hero. You know what I mean? I would have said, dude, oh, but dude. it was, was it was perfect. It was it was <laughs> a perfect day. Yeah, and everybody was just so cool. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so so I had to be on this. I, I had to be awesome. On this. Thank you so um, much. Dude. Yeah. So as as we've kind of touched on, you are the frontman for POD. Um, and I mean, you guys started, I want to say, early 90s. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a long time. You just mentioned Alive, which was on the album Satellite. That just had its 20th anniversary last year. Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot yes. of people kind of dream of that longevity. But was that ever in your mind <laughs> when you first started? Yeah. <laughs> No, no, we, you're right. It was early nineties was 92. We were still teenagers. Um, And we never thought we'd leave San Diego. You know, it was like, we just played backyard parties and wherever they let us play. Um, And so we still say that, I mean, it's going to be, yeah, it's going on 30 years. So we're still tripping that we've we've been around this long. I don't think we ever, at least me, I don't think, um, I, I I don't think we were supposed to be like in the mainstream, if that makes sense. Not in a, I'm, I'm blessed and lucky. I just never felt like that would ever happen. It was just, we just played because it's just what we wanted to do. And so once we left San Diego and then, you know, we got a record deal and all these things started to happen. It was like, wow, this is crazy. So I'm I still mean, that guy that's the teenage <laughs> kid that just loves playing wherever they let us play. <laughs> I have heard you say before, like you didn't ever expect to go mainstream, but that that obviously was a happy accident as a as a byproduct of how good you guys were, surely. For sure. It it was. I think I just still figure I still feel like maybe sometimes the mainstream um, don't fully get us in in a way. They they like the hits, you know what I mean? Or they like um, the the feeling when 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 a live came out and you for the nation. And but that's just such such a 
it's just one part of us you know what i mean so now it's like if you don't produce those <laughs> those anthem hits it's just like but there's just so much there's just so much depth to it but it is what it is i'm not complaining at all <laughs> Yeah, you were you were part of that kind of wave of metal, new metal that came like crashing mm. onto the scene, um, late nineties, early two thousands. Um, I mean, that was kind of a new genre at that point. It it had been touched on before, but what was it like being part of this kind of wall of giant bands that just kind of took over? I mean, you guys were everywhere, and it. I mean, it was just everything. Everybody was into yeah, you guys. Was... I mean, it must have been a wild time. It, it was we we had um done stuff independently for so long and so we we've heard all the names you know what i mean when we first started it was like you know rap rock or rap yeah. core or rap this or that um alternative this or that we've heard it all and it wasn't until um you know when the, the corns of the world and the deftones and all was we got this recognition on um, yeah. on mtv and that kind of stuff I, then the the term was coined new metal and for me it was just another term that i had heard it wasn't like i embraced it or something i'm not even a, a metal guy you know what i mean so it was kind of it is what it is you just kind of go along with it but i think once we stepped on that trl platform and that was more of a pop and all and, and you know r&b hip-hop type of thing it was just new to the world and so that was a good time because it gave all those viewers like dude there's different kinds of music out there you know what yeah. i mean there's there's different lifestyles and it's a and it's a it's a cool blend of all different kinds of music. So it was, it was, it was cool. I don't know how we got there. It just happened. I mean, I know how we got there. It was because it was a, at the time we didn't have cell phones. And so kids, yeah. young people had to, had to vote and call in. And it was wow. because of our, I think our long history of underground where these kids are like, no, I've known about this band for a long time and I like them and I'm going to call and I'm going to vote. And because of them, we, we got on. I always wonder, like, because obviously this is a time before the internet, and I always mm -hmm. wonder how bands from different coasts are creating, not the same music, because there's nothing the same about any band, but similar styles that seem to emerge at the same time. Or do you think they've just been creating it, like you were creating it for years, and then there was this this rise of like metal music and yeah. you were happily in the right place at the right time. And like you said, you, you had a ton of underground fans that had been... right like following you for that long but i always wonder how like you know Limp Bizkit yeah, yeah. was in freaking florida and deftones, right. i can't remember where deftones are from but do you know what i mean like exactly. you're all in different cities and yeah so how, well, we, how was that we had been touring on our own forever and just you know a van and trailer and so we'd gone through florida we've gone through everywhere um but when we first started it was like um you know there's there's old elements when you look at like Aerosmith and Run DMC or like yeah. Blondie and Fab Five Freddy. Like there was, there was this cool little thing that was underground that was sparking. When we started um, in San Diego, there was a band called House of Suffering, and it was kind of like the straight edge band. And then they had this this brother with dreads, and he was in the band, and they were doing something different. And it was he was rapping because that's what he knew how to do, you know? Yeah. And even Zach from Rage Against the Machine, oh, he, he wasn't in okay. Rage at that time. He was in a band called Inside Out. And then he would come to San Diego and watch this band. And they were like a little bit older than us. So we would watch them. And then that was more of something we kind of wanted to do. And then, you know, um, and then we found out like there was a downset from LA that was kind of doing a similar thing. And then Rage didn't even exist until we, we had a friend that went to go watch an underground show. And he came back with like their their demo and he was like dude this this band is like they're doing like stuff like you guys and we're like this is sick 
So, you know, but when people first heard us, they were like, oh, you're kind of like body count. And it was like, I just, I think they assumed Ice-T was a rapper. He's playing like some type of metal punk. Yeah. And they just assume, right. you know, but but then when Rage comes out, like, oh, you guys sound like Rage. And then Limp Biscuit comes out. Oh, you sound like Limp Biscuit. You know, it's well, like, you cool. Just, you just said about getting a cassette was like hearing a band. Was yeah. that like, that must have been such an exciting time though to hear someone that you're like, wow, there's people creating this this new type of deal and we're it, getting this out there. It was because I believe that it was authentic to some degree. You know, I mean, I, I believe there was elements that all these bands really enjoyed. I think once it became kind of popular, that's when it, it really got watered down. And then yeah. it was very it wasn't genuine anymore. And so when people, you know, you were this guy, this guy was in a just ska band yesterday. And all of a sudden he's yeah. heavily into hip hop and rap in the underground world. And he's doing his thing. And so it just kind of lost its kind of flavor i would yeah. i would say so i think oh, it yeah. unfortunately i think it kind of got a bad taste in most people's just in their their brains because it was like ah i think it was it was just more authentic when it was just very underground and very few people that were kind of messing with it yeah so i i'm gonna ask you, i normally wouldn't ask it this early but um i'm gonna ask you what subject you picked and why because i want to reference what you just said so uh what subject right, right. did you pick and why <laughs> i mean I didn't think you were going to hold me to this, but you, we were going to do the top five. <laughs> uh, I think it was top five best uh, hip hop lyricists. Yeah. Rappers. Yeah, well, okay. I, yeah, I had so, rappers. See, so, yeah. Okay. So, I would, I would say, okay, see, that's different. I think lyrics, lyricists, I think different. I think rapper, I think style. But then I was into a lot of groups. But we're going to touch on the hip hop kind of tip because I figured maybe you guys haven't done this that much with some of your other artists so yeah it was cool um, i come from that world you know so i, I love it yeah well hip-hop oh, itself yeah. had this crazy like mainstream surge as well in the early 90s did that heavily influence pod were you like what was it <laughs> just hip-hop in general just oh, became, oh, Sorry, yeah, yes, yeah. it became gigantic yeah. early 90s so were you like hearing that and then you were like we have to make this band well, it's funny you say '90s because I'm I'm old, so I'm I'm it's... before that. I remember as a, yeah. <laughs> I remember as a kid hearing like this this sound that was coming from New York, right? It, it, first, it was New York, and yeah. it was like, okay, this is cool. And I got into the you know uh, African bambata. I was just hearing this sound, and for me, I grew up in a kind of a young rock and roll family, and so when I was at an age where I'm like, I don't really not that I didn't want to listen to that, but I identified with what was hip hop because it to me it was, they were telling a story they were telling they were talking about the streets it was very conscious you know what i mean um and that's why i dove into reggae music as well it was i don't know it was uplifting to me there was something spiritual about it all these things so i kind of put the the rock thing away you know yeah and at that time it was like the my family was like the led zeppelins of the world you know the acdc's that kind of stuff not even like this metal thing you know but um I think when I, the first music I grabbed was more like reggae music and hip hop. And it was because they were telling the story. So through the eighties, I just, I just kept listening to it. And all of a sudden it moved to like the West coast and then the NWA came out, you know, the, the, the gangster rap started coming out. It was like, okay, this is crazy. You know, and then different cities started popping up. So I was just following along with the story of this music. And then now it's just, it's evolved into whatever it is, you know, almost 50, I think it is 50 years later. Jesus. Um, you're in San Diego. Were you ever into like the whole West Coast, East Coast beef? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I had never left uh, the West Coast at, probably at that point. But um, for us, it was just more like street beef. You know what I mean? But when we first heard, we were young when we first heard like NWA and that was yeah. a no, no. You know what I mean? That was like as hard as it gets. But again, 
because they were telling a story, it was like, and then you identify, you know, we're, we're only two hours from LA. Um, you know, San Diego to me is a lot more tropical and pretty, but it's still, <laughs> it's still rough. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, there was a way that that was still speaking to us. I was like, Oh, this is, we, we recognize what these guys are talking about, you know? Yeah, hundred mm. percent. Okay, well, um, we'll get into it then. So we'll start five. We're working <laughs> our way down to one. Um, oh my god! We might have okay, some gotta... different types of lists Here then. If come. if you were thinking lyricist, because I didn't, I did Dang not know it. that. So uh, I've just gone for straight uh, rappers, really. But uh, no, that's... we'll. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what man. we all have. It'll, it'll no, be a we'll see. It'll yeah, be a we'll see. Okay, yeah, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll talk. We'll talk. Maybe even groups after that, because there was. Oh, 100%. I was into. I was into a lot of groups. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't. And again, it, it wasn't because they were the best lyricists. It was like there was just such style and yeah. things. And and I know I just like storytelling. I'm a storyteller yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, no I oh man, I gotta. I saying. gotta break this down. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll start with Caleb, so you can think a little bit more. Right. Caleb, what's your I, number I'll, one? <laughs> I'll go. I'll go first. So. I tried, yeah, this to me was kind of like a loose subject where I'm going off of, I have groups on here, I have some individuals for different reasons, uh, but yeah, yes, lyrics are definitely, <laughs> lyrics and like style are definitely kind of at the peak. But uh, recently, a really good friend of mine uh, who's, you know, born and raised in Queens, always loved uh, rap and hip hop. He's been giving me a lot of stuff to listen to, and he said, I need to check out um, West Side Gun and Benny the Butcher, and it's this group called uh, Griselda, and it is unbelievable. It's heavily influenced, heavily New York, uh, that real, like, sampling, you know, cutting up old records, a lot of vinyl, like, vinyl drums, like, really, really, you know, kind of from the, like, roots of New York hip-hop. It's really, really cool, and just their style and the way they say what they're saying everything about it is just really fresh but in a way that it it feels fresh because they're doing shit clearly influenced from (laughs) you know that 90s i love it yeah yeah and even like late 80s early 90s like that kind of stuff it goes way back so they to me as a group uh yeah west side gun benny the butcher conway the machine they've been putting out stuff that is just I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm into yes. right now. Like, this is yeah, really, yeah. really cool. See, you went more, you went, you went modern kind of underground uh, style. Like, I actually believe that Snoop Dogg just signed Benny the Butcher as a solo artist. I, I believe that's what I, oh, let's I go. heard. Let's go. But see, but, I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't even go current. Dang it. I didn't even go current. <laughs> There's a lot of room. Like I said, I'm old school, dude. Like, I, I feel I'm, like you're I worried went, about what you're going to say. I just, am. Just let you like let it concrete. out. <laughs> this is a big deal. Sonny's about like to drop concrete. a serious it's list. It's not concrete. <laughs> yes. Top fives, are, you know, they ebb and flow with how we feel on a certain oh, day. Man. So you're fine. You're fine. Well, like I'm, I said, I, I'm old. So, so it, I'm, doing, I'm doing old school. I won't even mention like those guys are even just to get it out of my yeah, hair. Yeah. Like obviously today there's like the the J. Coles of the world and the Kendrick Lamar and even like Logic. Like I, to me, oh, those yeah. are lyricists. And so I'm not going to even bring them up. I went old school because I'm, because I'm older. So I'm going to, I'll let I you young folks. Be true to you. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I've got to say number five, it honestly is for me is Kendrick, but that's because I think Ooh. he's the best of the new that has been around the past few years. And I, there's something about his flow. I, I mean, I'm just going to sound terrible talking about um, hip hop. Let's be real and rapping. But, um, no there's something about the way he flows, and 
I mean, he is very good at painting a story and his music videos are yeah. wild, um, beautifully, beautifully done. And I just think he's one of the most interesting to come out in the past, you know, 10 years yeah, kind of thing. I, I just think he is very fresh. And I, I don't even know what makes him that fresh because I, I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to this stuff. But I just <laughs> think he yeah. is brilliant at what he does. And it, if I didn't mention him, I would have been sad. Um, no, you're, but you're I, absolutely I, right. Yeah. I mean, I just remember the first time I heard Money Trees. Like Z Zane Lowe was playing it late one night on Radio 1. I was driving back from work or something. And he played the entire like Good Kid Mad Seed like album back to front and i was like who mm -hmm. is this this is fucking amazing yeah. um <laughs> yeah and I, since, yeah since then i was talent. just yeah stuck on it I, um, I, I think these newer guys they have i mean they have such a they have such a history to to take from you know and yeah and i like that they're not copying i mean they don't i don't like when people copy i like when they but i think it's okay i think you should take your influences from all the people that you love yeah. And then um, make, make it your own. And then you said one thing, you don't know, know why, but, you know, I think in early hip hop and stuff like that, it was just a street music. There wasn't the idea of like visuals and, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like um, this big business idea. Now yeah. these guys today, sky's the limit. I mean, they're, they've really become pop stars. Like yeah. hip hop There's is so not much. underground, you know, yeah, at, le at least the not. mainstream hip hop. Yeah, 100%. they are the new pop culture. <laughs> yeah, there's so much yeah, to think wow. about with oh, all of that stuff like these days. But um, yeah, I just think I just think he's one of the best to be doing it right now. So I had to put him in there, and he he snuck in at number five. So um, Sonny, go on then. Oh my god, That's okay. What you say. <laughs> oh my god, you guys might not even know some of these guys. I'm so old. Oh, fire um, away! I'm okay, kind of okay. old, so you're fine. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, see, for for me again, just being a kid, it's not like I just. You know, hip hop is this new thing. I was yeah. I was following it and I was intrigued by it. But um, oh gosh, it's so concrete. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> do my top five. Uh, top five uh, would be Big Daddy Kane. He okay. um, again, it was a, it was a New York um, it was a New York thing. And I think there at the time there was certain rap groups, you know, that were more entertaining and more fun. And he was always entertaining, but a lot of it was still kind of bubble gum and Cat in the Hat. You know, because it was a new thing. I think these guys as rappers were still, I mean, they were creating this as they were going. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? It was just kind of this cat in the hat thing. But when I heard Big Daddy Kane, again, it was more of this in-depth story, um, which was still, he was still very poppy, still very flashy. Um, and it was a side of New York that I, I think maybe I was seeing for the first time. You know, again, when I listen to these guys, it's almost, I, I consider these guys poets. Yeah, you know, well, they're, yeah they're, definitely. They're, yeah, I consider them poets. And so here I am, this kid from San Diego, and you got these guys from New York, and they're they are, and and me, th you know, being from San Diego, in my mind, I'm like I'll never go to San to New York, you know, I'll never leave San Diego. This is the closest thing I, I I have. And so someone like Big Daddy Kane, it wasn't just this kind of chopped up. Um, it was progressing, I should say that, from this kind of cat in the hat type of rhyme, you know, yeah. one syllable, one syllable yeah. words. <laughs> yeah. He was mixing it up, you know, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, two syllables, three syllables. And they're also learning from old school guides. And so they, you know, he was definitely somebody on his own. So um, I'm going to lock it in at five with Big how, Daddy. How Kane. did you discover oh, yeah. um, him? I don't, I don't, don't even know. Because I, yeah. I, I, I think it might have just been. I don't know. Obviously, it was cassette tapes. We used to go to the swap meet and, and get like, you know, who, whoever's cool. I remember like when Run DMC came out and stuff like that. But even even those guys, you know, it was different. They had, a um, I don't know, you know how some groups come out and they just have a little bit more power behind them to be heard or to be seen. And so 
obviously being from San Diego, it was like they were already somewhat signed or they knew somebody. And so their sound was coming this way. But I remember Run DMC and L Cool J and, and then watching those videos like Beach, or not videos, movies like Beach Street and Breaking and all this stuff. And I was like, this is a whole new culture that, that, that feels familiar, but I'm from San Diego. It's a little different, but it yeah. feels very, very familiar, which is why I, I just kind of embraced it. I love that. I, I just think yeah. we just can't stress enough, like how discovering, especially more underground music back in the day would have been so much harder. And to, so for the magic is that you found it. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, yeah, that's it's, the magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't explain the magic. It just happened. <laughs> okay, for Caleb, sure. for... All right. I don't know if this is going to be an upset for being oh this low on the list, but again, this is this is true to me. But I had this to put list. I had to put uh, Snoop on there, but it yeah. was number four for me. I put him but at number four I, for I me, think, shockingly as well. I and and yeah, like to me, Snoop's just got <laughs> something that no one has ever done. No one had ever done, and so no one will ever do again. It's the yeah. the whole the style the. The way he carries himself, Even the way voice. he carries himself yeah. on a track, yeah, his voice, yeah. the way he's delivering these words is just so outrageously confident and smooth. Mm-hmm. Like every word is just so <laughs> well, well done. Whether it's yeah. and that's the thing is I don't even think it's conscious. I think that's just how like he's just that good. Yeah, and he put Agreed. in that much work when he was young to like that's just how it became natural. So. And obviously, you know, I'm a big fan of a lot of that West Coast stuff at the time. But to me, of all that going on, kind of the early 90s, mid 90s, I feel like Snoop was the most, in my opinion, like, man, I've never heard anything like this. And still to this day, like nobody can do Snoop because if if you do his thing, you're just ripping it off. And you can't do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just can't snoop. touch it. Yeah, exactly. he, he has And I feel like of... there's a lot of I feel like there's a lot of people that you know, oh, they kind of sound like this or kind of sound like that guy mm-hmm. or whatever. But Snoop is just one of a kind and yeah. still doing it, still killing it. Just a oh. hard worker and always has been Snoop and nothing but Snoop. Like, I really, yeah. really respect that. That's on that G. Um, That's awesome. He has this way of delivering his lines, which sounds like he's almost not lazy or slurring, but it's so slow mm-hmm. and meticulous the way he does them. He's never been, you know, one of the, he's not freaking, um, what's his name? <laughs> I can't even remember his name. He just, Buster Rhymes, who just like go. Snoop is like the exact opposite. He is the exact opposite. And it's all the weed. <laughs> yeah, it, I think yep. it is, but it makes it so distinctive because he he's still getting there and in time, and he is saying what he needs to say. And yeah. I have and just always loved Snoop, so he he was so my number four too. Yeah, it's so perfectly behind the beat. Yeah. Like it takes a lot of skill. That's one yeah. thing that I think a lot of people don't realize about hip hop is like to be comfortably off the beat in a way that sounds as cool as it does is really difficult or you got to have that in your blood or something i think it's natural yeah 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 that (laughs) is not i mean even like the drummers and like a lot of looping and stuff that like the beats weren't exact to be able to like hit that but yeah snoop to me is a great example of that i think yeah it's one of a kind in so many ways he is I, my I, only I one from the west uh is he my only one from the west coast well i i was obviously more east coast than west coast as we'll find out but um yeah i think he i mean 
if you ever saw Straight Out of Compton, which I thought was a great movie, um, <laughs> <laughs> the person who was playing Snoop and that was one brilliant and two it it really i mean we just saw them at the halftime super bowl show you know the oh that was Dre having one of my such favorite an, ever yeah it was the yeah. best super bowl time, like halftime show that i've ever seen i knew every word yeah. i was like this is amazing <laughs> um Dude. but Dre obviously brought out the best in him and discovered him and you know wanted to get him on everything mm -hmm. and, and their partnership obviously has really benefited both of them but um yeah imagine oh, discovering yeah. snoop and just being like this kid is sick we need to get him on some stuff <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Imagine well, that. He, Dre discovered. Yeah, everything he's discovered has been some of the best. Yeah. I, now he, that the West Coast is going to kill me because I have no West Coast. Uh, no, that's top fine. Five. Okay, but, hey, but, no worries, no worries. But I, uh, like I said, so but definitely Snoop. He would be on there. Um, but for all the same reasons you guys said to me, um, it was more. of He's just if it was top five style. stylistic, yeah, I'd, style. It'd probably be yeah. It would probably be Snoop. Um, and lyrics too. Again, I mean, again, again, I was thinking more of like a, a lyricist, and I think um, maybe because I was more familiar with that West Coast culture and LA culture, um, that it wasn't such a far-fetched story for me. Whereas yeah. other groups or lyricists I listened to, I was more intrigued by their their life. You know what I mean? But Snoop would be up there too for sure. But um, I would say for my number four, I'm gonna have to. This is a tough one. I'm gonna have to say um KRS one as number four. He was a part of the Boogie Down Productions, again, a New York um New York group. And it was because I was listening to um what he was saying and I was intrigued by what he was saying. You know, when you listen to KRS one, you feel like um, you know, you're on the streets of the of, of South Bronx. I think that's yeah. where KRS one is from, South Bronx. Mm -hmm. And so it's like he's He's walking outside and he's telling, you know, he's looking around and, and he's telling you a story. And for a kid in San Diego, you feel like you're in South Bronx. Um, and he was and he was super, super more than intelligent. Like I said, it wasn't this um, kind of one plus one rhyme. It was yeah, uh, yeah. everything he was saying was was meticulous and he was very conscious. Um, and, and he started to. His music, I feel like um, it had a message um, and they were using he was using his platform to be positive um, and to be real. And it wasn't they definitely weren't like this, this pop or mainstream type of group. Um, you know, a lot of their stuff was even offensive or in your face where, you know, some listeners might be like, oh, that's a little bit too much or that's too much culture or that's too much this or that at the yeah. time. Um, but, you know, he was a humanitarian. He was. Um, um, you know, he was about justice. There was just a lot of things in there that that I, I loved from him. So from discovering Boogie Down Productions, I think I can still to this day without even hearing it, I can probably wrap the whole my philosophy, his tune, my philosophy from BDP. Um, and then KRS one. So he, I wouldn't, I'm going to lock it in at, at four with KRS one. <laughs> Let's go. Commitment. Look Commitment. I love it. Commitment. I'm gonna lock them in. And then I'll change yeah. it next time. Um, I yeah. love something that you just said is that uh he had intelligent lyrics and a lot of the time some I mean, I think the best rappers are the ones that, you know, they are intelligent. They have a way with words that some other, you know, I wouldn't even think to even put together or say how they want to say things. And I and I just think, you know, hip hop sometimes has this reputation that it's full of idiots and things like that you know stupid kids and, and i'm like usually it's the most intelligent ones if they can get their way around True. words like that 
I mean, oh, unbelievable. True. Yeah. I just, that's, so. that's why I do call them. I do call them poets. The guys yeah. that I listen to, you know, and even trying to with my list or it, to me, it's poetry. There were certain groups stuff. It was style. There was, there were storytellers, you know, um, but to me, this was poetry. That's why when I, you know, we mentioned the Kendricks and, and um, J. Coles and stuff like that. Like it, to me, it's just more in, intelligent from a lot of the stuff that's real poppy. Yeah, I feel like they it's gotten so dumbed down. So, but even my kids, when they listen to it, of course, the beat and everything is cool. And you're like, Dude, okay, it's catchy, but it's not it's not poetry the way I'm used to it. And then I just feel like I'm the old guy now. So, you know, back in my day, you know, like, like we, back in my we, day, we had intelligent you, rappers. Yeah, back, back in the day, you know, we, they were artists. They were, it was, you know, I see them in this smoky jazz club. You know what I mean? And they're like, dude, they're they're telling us a story. Now, today, it's like, that that story's already it's not even a story that should have been repeated it's it's yeah. not even there's nothing new under the sun <laughs> yeah. and it's like i don't even think you graduated like third grade you know what i'm yeah. saying but now you have all this money and you're you're a complete pop star and it's like yeah. this is kind of sad yeah. so I, unfortunately i think it does you know a lot of the guys that we're listing and i'm listening i think it does them an injustice where it's like you can't put them in the same category yeah and some of these some of the new guys it's like it's just i don't know it's bad that's but again that's the old guy well we'll see what caleb's um, gonna bring up on his list because <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure he's so far, got some so, new people so, in there <laughs> so far so good uh, you'd be surprised i don't know we'll see. okay we'll see. caleb what's number three for you so i mean obviously the group is great but specifically i'm going with uh killer mike but Run the oh, jewels. I, have an I mean, run the jewels. Yeah. Run the jewels. Yeah, I mean, Killer Mike. So, like, my so brother good. got me into Run the Jewels. Uh, my brother showed me a lot of so uh, hip hop and rap and whatever. Yeah, you know, Luke all honestly that kind should of have stuff. been on and, this episode, bless him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been way more into it. You know, so I was the same thing as you. You know, my house, um, and well, maybe not as much rock and roll, but I was obsessed with rock and roll. And like, hmm. my favorite band in the world is ACDC, Zeppelin. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. And that was like my uncles who were like big, you know, rock guys in the sixties and seventies, they showed me a lot of that stuff. And then around the house, um, you know, was like Motown was really big. Um, and then kind of like Toto and some more of that eighties, like pop stuff was going on. But then, you know, I was getting into like heavier, you know, stuff like, you know, fucking POD and, you know, all that. <laughs> no joke. No joke. Like not even messing around. Right. And uh, and my brother, you know, he started getting me into some of the cooler hip hop shit going on. And man, when yeah. I heard Run the Jewels, I was just like this. Yep. The beats are crazy. Like LP yeah. is, I believe, the producer mm-hmm. and he is unreal. Great with his raps yeah. as well. And but Killer Mike. Why I think they're so good as a group is I feel like Killer Mike and LP both have this way of just doing this kind of like badass thing where it's just very <laughs> like we know we are killing it. It is super confident. There's no hesitation. True. But then Killer Mike, I mean, Killer Mike is just I mean, so publicly outspoken about being such yeah. an amazing person. And yeah, standing yes, up yeah. for so many amazing things that I think are incredibly yeah. important yeah. in this world. Yeah, he is, yeah. And standing up for his community. And he's such a big part of Atlanta. And I, yeah. I just find Killer Mike to be such an inspirational person in so many ways. On top of just being an amazing lyricist and just a general yep. badass. Like the whole yeah, vibe, yeah. The, the way he delivers everything. I mean, just like Snoop. It's like when you hear Killer Mike, it's just like you can't 
copy that. Like yeah. he just mm-hmm. he does his thing, and it's it's again one of the people that's bigger in the modern era, but still has the history and is yeah. outrageously talented. And yeah, For tells sure. amazing stories while yep. also just doing this kind of like fuck you. We know we're killing it. <laughs> yeah, things, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's sick. That is awesome. He he um. I like what you said. He's, I mean, cause they're, they're older guys. Him and yeah, LP, they're, they're, they're older. Oh, they're, yeah. they're like my yeah. age, but they're, they're so relevant today, which is awesome. And mm-hmm. I think they're, they're more, even Killer Mike, he's more known today than he was back then. I, I remember him back in like the outcast days and all the yeah. goodie mob, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Again, listening to this music that came from Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm like, okay, dude, I'm going to listen to these guys. So they're going to tell me what Atlanta, Georgia is about. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so Killer Mike mm-hmm. was all in that scene, but he wasn't, yeah, you know, he wasn't outshined, but I always, I always thought he was dope back then, but he wasn't the mainstream guy. If that makes sense. You know, he was just killer Mike doing his thing. But when he came out with LP and and then run the jewels, it's like, Oh, these dudes are sick. And they both compliment each other like so well. And um, to me, when I hear LP's voice, you know, some people just have a voice that just like his voice is cool to me. LP, when I hear him, like his voice is cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Man, that's really that is an interesting point that you make because yeah, Atlanta at that time, I mean, even what early two thousands, there was a lot mm-hmm. going on. Three six yeah. was Atlanta. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, there was obviously. Oh, what did you just say? They that Out- killer Mike came up with Outcast. Outcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, good, yeah. huge. They were one of the biggest artists, biggest groups on the planet for a minute. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. huge. And, and I, I, I think that Andre three thousand could make our list at some oh, point you know what i mean like mention, oh yeah yeah, for me. yeah see that's what, to me you cannot you know you can't say you, you have to mention it you know what i mean yeah. he's have to I'm, I, I know he's in somebody's top five list that's for sure he, oh yeah oh uh, definitely <laughs> he's just he's just yeah he, he's unbelievable and but that's the thing it's like with andre 3000 because i was thinking about that i was like of course outcast played a huge part in my yeah. life but he didn't make Same the here. list because i was like he's so he got so big that it was like, yeah. is is he just doing pop? Like he's so famous, but I mean, he's not. Obviously, he's rooted in what yeah. he's rooted in, and it's their yeah. own sound. But like, man, Outcast was just. I mean, that huge record they had. There yeah. is nothing that sounded like that album. Never heard yeah. a record like that, and still to this day, like same here. The yeah. genius music, like really, yeah. really good musicianship, mixed with like the singing slash like crazy intelligent rapping and then just straight up pop hooks like yeah yeah i would yeah so i would say i had i had to back you on the outcast rant for a minute because we're now we're going we're going off tangent or a tangent but that southern playlistic when when i heard southern playlistic outcast album again today is probably one of my favorite um you know hip-hop records just because who they were and they were they were definitely more street then so i think as the albums came and popularity came they they evolved and i think like in those mm-hmm. records, I never saw Andre 3000 like that. I don't think, even think Andre 3000 existed until he got to a level where it's like, oh, I got to switch up the game. I got to switch up. Not that you're changing, but you're like, I'm, yeah. I'm evolving. It's so evolving, he evolved. Yeah. When you listen to those records, you're like, they're definitely more gangster, more street from Atlanta. But now, oh, dude, you're a full-on rock star now. You're a full-on pop star. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. you embraced it and freaking went after it. So when, I'll never forget when that, what's that tune that came out? Shake it, shake it, hey, yeah. shake it hey, like yeah. a yeah. What, that, oh, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. 
to this day is probably the most catchiest, one of the most catchiest songs ever dude, in oh, that yeah. world. Yeah. So, all right. One of the catchiest <laughs> pop choruses of all time. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll switch my list around and go off um, what you were just saying, Caleb, with um, Run the Jewels, because they sometimes mm. have my favorite artist of all time, Zach Dilrusha, on their albums. Nice. And so he had to be mm. in my five. I wasn't originally going to put him in, and then I was like, no, I'm. he's a rapper. Like, oh, he knows what he's absolutely. doing. And oh, you're putting any- Zach in there? Oh, yeah, he's my number three. Nice. I mean, Ra- Rage and my favorite <laughs> band of all times, and everyone who listens yeah. to podcasts is so sick of me talking about them. But um, <laughs> I think to use, uh, I mean, rapping and hip hop and everything against political discourse, I think is the best way to attack something like that because, you know, it's, it rap and hip hop has always originally has been from the underground and people who are disenfranchised and want to fight out and speak out against the people that are in power and what's gone wrong in their communities and things like that. And I, I just think that no one has ever, I've said this a million times, no one has or ever will do it like rage, in my yeah. opinion. Um, and so I had to put Zach in there because I just think nice. we're talking about distinctive voices. His is so uh-huh. nice. I mean, the second year he was on the yeah. run, the Jules track, I was like, this is sick. Yeah. That was, um, oh so yeah. I, I, I watched that just because I knew, I mean, I love run the Jules. But when I knew that Zach was going to be on there, I'm like, I got to watch this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it made me be like, okay, <laughs> I'm paying attention a bit more than I should. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, they, but, yeah. And they're going on tour together. I know I'm, I go- I'm going to it. Oh, Caleb's wow. on tour when they hit, so I, I'm just going to go and just just be in the middle, just like yeah, singing every word. But um, just whoever's listening, uh, Beartooth and Pod would love to be on that tour. Just so anybody, <laughs> yeah, make it happen. <laughs> we'll we got, we'll we play make some calls. We'll play outside while people are walking in. <laughs> oh, I was just about we'll to say, yeah, do you like we'll the water thing. thing? Play the line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll play the line. I'm in. I'm down. Happily. Happily. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that I was a pleasant, <laughs> pleasant surprise. Um, pleasant surprise yeah. right there. Yeah, I yeah, yeah I, I can't believe I originally wasn't even going to put him in, but I was like, man, if anyone is the best at political discourse with with rapping and hip hop, it, yeah. it has to be him. So and and um, and it was authentic. It was genuine because oh, yeah. I, I feel Zach was a hip hop head. Yeah. So it was he wasn't like faking it. It wasn't like you know trying to popular, be pop culture. Yeah. Or it was it you know, and that's again the same thing with Downset. Like for me, when you're from that street or you're from that you know that era. And it's authentic. I love it. It's when other bands or groups started to do it, and it's like, dude, I bet you, I yeah. bet you couldn't have this conversation that we're having right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you don't, yeah, yeah. you're you're not that head. I can honestly say I feel like I am a hip hop head. You know what I mean? At least old school hip hop yeah. head. And when Zach did it, you're like, yeah, he's not fronting. He's 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 a hip hop head. And I bet you if you even asked, because um, he's done stuff with Karis once. So I bet you yeah. even if you ask Zach. He'd probably tell you Karis one is probably one of his top five um, rappers. Yeah, I think I think you can tell when like we're saying yeah. these guys are the genuine article and they oh. they're talking about things and no one's imitating they're not imitating it. Right. I think as an audience you can tell when something's yes. genuine and when something isn't. So I feel like we're we're doing okay so yeah. far. I feel like I'm hanging in there with my picks. So. <laughs> I'm trying. That was I'm a, trying. like I said that was a that was a pleasant surprise. I like that. Well, I originally I was going to put him at number one and then I was like I put Rage as number one and top fives all the time. Yeah. So I have to like mix it up a little <laughs> rage rage made the uh, number one in your your metal group your hip-hop group best album, <laughs> group. Yeah, yeah. Best album. yeah everything rage across the board <laughs> okay is it is it my turn yeah it's your turn three Far away yeah so we're on number three okay so 
my next guy, obviously lyricist. And because I'm a little bit older, so it's not like um, he was ever this influence to me, but when he did come out, um, it was for, for the same reasons that I look up to these other guys. Right. But I have to put, um, I would put Eminem as number nice. uh, three. He, um, Absolutely. And, and again, because I grew up in, in the era where there was only a handful of, um, if that, of white guys doing it, yeah. of doing hip hop. Yeah. And, and even then they were all from New York, you know, whether it was like, and even like the Beastie Boys, I could say to this day, yeah. one of my favorite groups would be the Beastie Boys, but it wouldn't be for lyrical reasons. You no, know what I mean? No, it was more for, yeah, more, <laughs> it, it was, a lot of these groups is just for the package, like the yeah. package in general. You're like, just the package so good, is yeah. amazing. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, would I say the Beastie Boys as far as lyricists go? No. Um, and that's not to be disrespectful. That's, I love the no, Beastie they Boys. They're probably the one same. of my top five groups of ever. Yeah. yeah. They were fun. Yeah. But, um, so, and even then there was like third base, there was, Man, I, I'm telling you, there probably wasn't even a handful of um, legitimate, or even mm. I would just say a handful of white guys doing it. And um, because it was this cultural hip hop thing, they got away with it because they were from New York and they had street cred. They were mm. they were there, you know what I mean? Um, mm. But when Eminem came out, it was like, dude, this is undeniably like this kid. He's got the whole Talent. package. Yeah. Not only not only can he can he rhyme, can he freestyle? Does he have the lyrics? He's telling a story. He um, you know, and he can say whatever he wants and people are listening. Yeah, and so yeah, he, yeah. I think he was, he was mesmerizing when he came out. I want to say we were actually even recording um, the fundamental elements of Southtown record. And we were down the street and um, I started to hear about this kid yeah. and Dre finding this kid. And I went to, it doesn't exist now, but it was the house of blues on sunset. Uh, and yeah. I think I walked, oh, I, I walked that place. Yes. Remember that? Remember <laughs> that was one of my favorite clubs, man. Love Such that a place. Club. Terrible I don't, I don't this is when he first started, he wasn't even like Eminem. I just, I had caught yeah, wind yeah. that dude, Dr. Dre, which is again, one of my all time favorite yeah. producers, he signed this white dude. That was the, that was the hype on the street. He yeah. signed this white cat. Yeah, yeah. People didn't believe it. Like there's no way he signed this white dude. And everybody, this, the word on the street, it wasn't internet. It wasn't all that stuff. The word on the street was dude, Dr. Dre signed this white kid. And this guy is going to blow people away. Yeah, I like, walked to, to the house of blues. <laughs> It has to be good. And I was there, I was there to be like, let me see. And he was there. And I think it might even have been like a showcase. I don't even think it was open mm -hmm. to the public. And I remember just walking in there and standing in the back. And I'm like, dude, this dude is dope. This dude is yeah. dope. And then he just went on to, to continue to build. And, and, and I, I honestly, again, I, I, I couldn't break down all of his latest records and all this stuff and get into it, but yeah. for who he is and what he does, he'll probably go down as probably, one of the i think i would say one of the best when you know years yeah. now people might consider him one of the best now Absolutely. but as, yeah. as, as people continue to have these interviews and and, and you know later on eminem is gonna is gonna pop up in there he's yeah i would be shocked if he insane. wasn't um yeah i remember first hearing him in school and being so confused because they were like his name's eminem and then it was like but his name's Marshall Mathers. And I was like, wait, wh what is his name? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And then obviously his first single that ever got huge was My Name Is. But um, yeah, because it was like the Slim Shady. And I was like, this guy's got too many names. Like, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> um, I like him. But Who yeah, it, it was it was very wild. To, like you said, like, 
I mean, the thought of Dr. Dre finding a white kid that you were like, they, ha- yeah. they have to be good at what they do because Dre isn't going to spend his time right. trying to make some yeah. and also strange from white kid yep. from Detroit like, yeah, big. He's yeah. coming out of Detroit at the time. You know yeah. what I mean? Eight mile, like, yeah. I've driven past that sign. It's funny. Yeah, but then yeah, he told but, a story, yeah, and all did. of a exactly. sudden, all of us we know about Detroit. All of a sudden, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it, yep. Detroit is Detroit is on the map now. We're like, okay, Detroit. <laughs> what's what's going on in Detroit? You know, and that's what I love about this music. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was definitely he, he's not on my list, but he's honorable mm-hmm. mention and easily yeah. could have been on my list. But I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I know somebody is he's going to make it, and we're going to talk yeah, about yeah, it. So yeah. I don't even I don't even use this, need to use the spot. But to me. I mean, Eminem was huge. Eminem was uh-huh. the biggest doing it when I, you know, I was born in the early nineties and, yeah. you know, in that, that time of, you know, early two thousands, I mean, yeah. he was, he was it. Yeah. And he, he was. was so controversial, which was mm-hmm. so cool. I mean, it was just like, how can someone cause such a fuss with people <laughs> and like, and when you go back, so much of his stuff is he's just fucking around to like piss yeah. people off just yeah. to like yeah. get a rise out. And but the thing is, with all of that, the talent on deny untouchable. And I think to yeah. so many people, even people that I mean are some of the greatest of all time, when they talk about when you hear them talk about Eminem and his talent. Yeah. And like his yep. real ability to just put words yep. together and his freestyling ability. That was Insane. such a big thing back then. Yeah. And I mean, it's still a big thing, but not as big as it was. And like his ability to really just like tear somebody apart by looking at him. <laughs> you know? It's just like, man, like, I, yeah, I, I think he will definitely go down as one of the greatest sure. to ever do it. Has yeah. To. And also, sure. I mean, I know it was in his movie, but obviously he was do he would do the um like the battles, the rap battles and yeah, stuff. Yeah, underground. Yeah, and oh, yeah. the the thing that sticks with me most about that is obviously the final scene when he's on stage and he has to go first, and he knows everything this person is going to say about him. He's white. Yeah, he's yeah. poor. He's like yeah, you know white yeah, trash. Yeah, yeah. And he played that against them, and and he does that in his music to this day. He's like, Look, I know, yeah. I know what I am. Like, I know this. Yeah. It's bizarre that I'm yeah. in this world. Like, you, you, there's nothing you can say to me that I don't already know. And I think that you yeah. know that that was a great thing for him because he he's he knew that everyone would be like, Dr. Dre signed a white kid. Yeah, <laughs> and so he got ahead of it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, good he, for him. He just yeah. embraced. So yeah, he just kind of embraced he had the talent that from the to back it up. So like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think what we meant. What we mentioned earlier too, because I think in like old school hip hop, there was such there were such rules and boundaries to what it was. Like you can't do this, you can't do that. You, you know, never sing the hook. You know what I mean? There was yeah. just certain things. It has to be this kind of raw thing. But I, um, as we've watched it, at least me, because I'm older, you've watched it evolve into what it is. But even then, with Eminem has all the credibility in the world, but yet when he stepped onto that scene, he he he. He, that 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 metal and rock side came out of him where you know he, like you said he went off and he made a scene he you know he attacked people he started talking about people he got real punk rock about it so yeah. you know you're bringing in all these elements of other stuff your attitude you know i think with the way he you know did a lot of his stuff it was very to me that's more like a punk rock i don't care metal mentality where you're gonna go out and like you're gonna shock some people you know and yeah, so yeah. i think as these artists evolve they learn to, to take all that stuff and you look at new artists now too you look at a lot of these black cats that are doing it and they're taking in, um, you know, the, the, the skateboard culture, you know what I mean? They're taking in that old kind of metal, darker, 
uh, um, imagery type of culture. You know what I mean? So a lot of these musics today in hip hop, like I said, it used to be so one dimensional. It was just like mm -hmm. street culture. That's it. And now it's embracing all kinds of aspects of the world. And, and it's be, it's still growing and changing. So I like sitting back and watching all that stuff happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So fucking okay, cool. Caleb too. All right. All right. Well, number two and uh, another group. I, I'm into groups, but uh, that I believe, <laughs> I believe, I believe is from Chicago. Um, but the Cool Kids. I don't know if you really fuck with the Cool Kids much, cool kids. but they were hmm. they were this group that so they put out this record. I think it was 2008 called wow. The Bake Sale. That is just. <laughs> incredibly <laughs> unique really one of a kind and again wow. this is one of those records that my brother showed me that like really was just so one of a kind and like the because everywhere kind of has a sound you know yeah like, very much like when you hear a beat you're like that's that synth that's the west coast that's you know yeah, from yeah. dr dre in the 90s when you hear <laughs> like the old loops from vinyls you're like yeah that's new york no doubt. Yeah, you yeah. hear Atlanta and there's a lot of like band and there's a lot of, yeah. you know, that kind of like, I don't know, gospel influence and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's Atlanta. But like the uh, Chicago, I mean, I don't know what they were doing. I just never really heard wow. it. And it's really, really unique and it's super cool. They put out this record in like 2008 and it was kind of this really big, like a lot of people loved it, but they never did anything after that. And then 2017, they put out their second oh, album. Geez, and they put out another one. Yeah, and there were like really cool people involved. Like Hannibal Burris did like the oh, prologue amazing. to the album. Oh wow. Uh, and and the album is just called Special Edition Grandmaster Deluxe. And that's the name of the record. And I was like, that's the coolest thing in the world. But like I I feel like as you know, as a group, like the cool kids, they put out that record in 2008 that was so good. It was like how it, it was so iconic and so cult. It's like, how are right. they going to ever back this up? And they just never yeah. did. So people were like, all right, they're just going to put out the one album and disappear. And then, yeah, they come back and their second record was outstanding. It, it's That's so good. Dope. And and they just carried on and it kept being that same thing where it was just really unique and it was really one of a kind. And, um, you know, I guess what? Kanye's from Chicago, right? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. 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 So like it I guess the sound, it kind of like veers gotcha. in that direction a little bit, but um it's super unique and I would highly recommend awesome. listening to the I wrote cool it. kids. They are really, really good. I wrote it, I wrote it down. Thank you. Perfect. I will check I will check it out. <laughs> I love that. It's, it's awesome. definitely worth it. Um That's my awesome. number two, I'm going East Coast again. Well, my top two are East Coast, and that is Nas. Um, I remember, <laughs> I remember the first, <laughs> I love that reaction, Sonny. I remember yes. the first time my friend, um, Andy, he showed me, made you look and I was like, who mm -hmm. is this? Like, this is, I have, you know, once again, very distinctive voice, very distinctive flow. Yeah. Um, he, I don't know what it is about Nas, but he He's always been so – it seems like he's always been so relaxed about everything. He doesn't care if you like him. He doesn't care if you listen to him. Yeah. He's never been huge, huge in the mainstream. He's always kind of hung back and been part of this – like mm -hmm. like lower level, but which he's happy to stay at. It's like he doesn't want yeah. to get um too big. And some would argue he's fucking yeah. massive because we've all heard yeah. of him. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, um, exactly. 
But compared yeah, to other a... artists, he has never taken that like plunge into super stardom kind of thing, which he would have been able to do if he wanted to. And I think he kind of has kept himself at this level where he can still keep doing things the way he wants to do them. And yeah, um, yeah he's just been, I mean, his new album that came out, I, I've been obsessed with. He There's a couple of songs on there. I mean, there's one with Lauren Hill who almost made my list for oh, yeah. for, for, for the women out there. Um, I but, love the um, world, yeah. Yeah, he has a song called Nobody on his new album with her. And um, mm. it, it's just a, such a good track and it's just got this really cool vibe. It's never yeah. rushed. He's just going with it, and I, I just love everything he does. Um, and yeah, awesome. just so yep. Nas, Nas had you, to make it in there for me. You you said it perfect because Nas is my is my number two as well. Oh, um, amazing! But you said it perfect. I, I think I think he chose. See, to me, uh, he's mainstream if that's what it means. But you, he didn't walk through the door. But I think yeah. everybody in mainstream opened up the door for him to walk into it, and he's saying, "No, I'm not gonna." Yeah. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do it, but he's just as big yep. and popular and all as that mainstream world. Um, and Nas is, yeah, like I said, he's number two. He, when I first he- heard Illmatic, I think he was still somewhat pretty young. And it was like, this kid is, this kid is dope. And then I think he waited something like we were talking before some years to even actually put something out. Yeah. Uh, but I knew because I knew of the, you know, the, you know, the BIGs of the world, the Jay-Z, that, that New York kind of click. And when he came out and, um, and I always thought he was dope, but when he had that diss track against Jay-Z, when I first heard, I still listen to that today. And I'm like, it hurts. Like it, I'll throw it on like every once in a while, just to listen to it. I'm like, Oh dude, this hurts. Like he, <laughs> and Jay-Z was probably, and still probably considered one of the best to do it. But mm-hmm. on that track, he absolutely murdered him. <laughs> and it, it, I guess it, it hurts to sometime even, even uh, uh, to, to listen to, but um, I, I think I, I went, um, I met, we were at um, NRG studio. Caleb, I don't know if you've ever been there in oh, LA. Uh, and, I'm okay. very familiar, very familiar. <laughs> Never been, but I mean, one of yeah. like, I, I dream of being able to do a record there someday. Yeah. Oh yes. That's I'm sure you will, man. Um, but we were, we were there and, and someone had said, dude, Nas is in the next room. And we like oh little God, kids just, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we might even wait it outside for him. You know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. and it's, it, cause it, he's one of those guys and I don't get, I don't get, I'm not very starstruck. Like I'm more starstruck towards, I, I would say like actors or, or yeah. something like that, or maybe even athletes. And then, but, but when I knew that Nas was there, I was like, dude, okay, we waited and everybody feels the same as I do. And we waited for him and it was like, we, we have to meet this gentleman, right? And so sure thing, we were like, dude, P.O.D., nice to meet you. And he's like, oh, no, I, I've heard of you guys. And we're like, dude, we're doing a record. We'd, we'd love to have you on. And he was like, and he was just so cool, like so cool and calm. He was like, you know, like, yeah, let's do it. Let's make it happen, all this stuff. And we never got around to it. But then he had jumped on Korn's record on the uh, next one. And we were like, dude, no, no. <laughs> no. Why did we do it right there? Freestyle it. Yeah, just come in now and drop a verse. Yeah. <laughs> but to me, you know, again, Nas, not only lyrically, almost somewhat untouchable, um, but again, the storytelling, um, the coolness, the style, just, uh, and still more relevant today than ever. It's yeah. just, it's nuts. So, and I, so, for what you said, I, I still need to listen to that new record because Marcos told me 
it's phenomenal. And he, and I'm like, I'm going to, yeah. I need to be able to sit down. I don't want to just go through it. I'm like, yeah. when I get a minute to just sit down and go from the front last, to back. The last track is one of my faves as well. Okay. It's called his All right. I'm going to have yeah. to do it <laughs> ASAP. But so like me too, Nas made my number two. Sick. Caleb, number one. All right. I, I mean, I, oh I think, God. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty gonna be, obvious one. It's going to be like it's little baby or something. <laughs> oh, no, no, all the respect, all the respect in the world. Little yeah, baby yeah. can, little baby can kill it. But uh, Dre, I, it just nice to me. Dr. Dre just is Do you want to put so easy much <laughs> of who I look up to. So yeah. much of his story is like, this is what I do. Like, for, yeah. I, I mean, You're obviously, very similar. I'm infinitely smaller <laughs> scale, but you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. this is what I do. You know, I, I produce yeah. people and I do my own thing by myself. And like, yeah. th- there's, he's just so good. I mean, he is the <laughs> yeah. benchmark of producing like his, the, his, and he mixes, you know what I mean? And that's yeah. like, yep. mixing is huge to me. So knowing that, he just kind of did it all. And I was like, everything that's, yeah. that's what I do. And that's that like, awesome. it's really inspiring to know that does every part of, the you know, tracks, one, of, yeah. one yeah. of the undisputed heavyweight champions of the world, you know, Dre <laughs> did it all himself too. And yeah. so like when people are like, you know, growing up and even in this industry, you know, I make records and people just do not understand that I do everything yep. and they don't know how to wrap their heads around that. And they're like, there's no way you can produce it and mix it and play the instruments and do the singing and all. There's just no way. And I'm like, Why not? Dre was doing that in the fucking nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is everything, possible. Yeah. It is yeah, possible. Yeah. Like now all I have to do is click around in a computer and like, it sounds rad. But... You bit faker? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can fake it these days. It's like, just faster. That dude that's was doing it for... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Pro Tools changed the game, but like, that's yeah, awesome, I, dude. that's the thing is, so to me it's, and also the talent. I mean, yeah, the I chronic, mean, we're talking about insane, his, yeah. 2001, insane, just undeniable. Is, is one of my favorite, and obviously yeah. the chronic. Undeniable. But, yeah. Every track. Yeah. And yeah, he, has this, he has this ability also to spot talent, like we said. Like, I mean, think about Easy E. Easy E was not a rapper, and yeah, he was yeah, kind of yeah. terrible. <laughs> but he was like, "Dude, <laughs> exactly. you, you're going to do this." And Easy was like, "I'm not. I'm not like a musician. I'm not going to be in this." Yeah. And he was like, "You have a star quality about you. You're going to do it." Yeah. And he made it happen, and you know, created NWA, and they were fucking massive. And then we talked yeah, about yeah. him picking up Eminem and stuff. So he has like this ability to do everything in the music world and spot talent, For and sure. then also. Like we, you barely even touched on how good he is at doing it himself. So, it's uh, yeah, that's that's a great, it's just that's nuts. a great point. Yeah. He's Unreal. the he, like you, like you. He's the he's the mastermind, and um, I mean that's why they call him a doctor. He he does yeah. it all. He yeah. he was. Yeah. I think when he came out to me, it was like he was like the, you know, I mean, there's obviously there's people now that, that follow in their footsteps, but at that time he was like the new Quincy Jones. You know what I mean? He was just yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you when you just have it, you do it all. You're in the studio, you get it done. Um, and so, yeah, Dr. Dre is amazing. Still, yeah. like when he, you just, even you, you mentioned earlier that halftime, like it was yeah. so special when I watched it because that was me and my, even my childhood. I love every single one uh, of those artists that were up yeah. there. And, and I, I watched them, you know, become who they are. So it was super like special to watch, but to see Dr. J just being the mastermind and sitting at that like fake uh, mix mix board and stuff. And he's just like, he's the king, you know, he's the king. And he's like, these are all my peoples. And it was, it was insane. 
That's about time to play the piano too. I saw a tweet where someone was like, I can't believe Dr. Dre can play the piano. I'm like, this guy produces and writes so much music and records. Are you nuts? I couldn't believe I saw that tweet. I was like, go to bed. Who the fuck are you? He possibly created... He possibly created that West Coast freaking key, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. yeah, no it. Absolutely he did. <laughs> I mean, he also found uh Tupac as well, didn't he? I feel like he was producing him early on. I mean, he didn't make my list because I don't no. love him so much. Yeah, I thought yeah. he, he did. took no he, he, he did definitely he worked did, with um, him. He did take he did him California on, yeah, but, and but, stuff, yeah. I don't know. But Tupac was bouncing around like down in Florida. He was already oh, okay. in acting, like yeah, he was, he oh, was okay, I didn't know that. I definitely knew he yeah. worked with him, but I didn't know where he was yeah. from. Yeah, I think like you um, said, he, he spotted his talent and then boom. Yeah. Um, my number one, I went classic, and just because so many of his songs are absolute tunes, and that is uh, just Biggie. I had to go East nice. Coast, Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> I've loved him since I was little. I just think he was fantastic, yeah. and I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. As soon as his songs come on, I just lose it. Um <laughs> Classics. I, yeah, I'm way more. I'm way more East Coast than West Coast. I have to say. So if, if I'd have known oh, yeah. about the beef, I would have been all on East Coast side. But um, <laughs> I, uh, I just think he was brilliant, and I think it's such a shame that he died. But I still can't believe how young he was. You look at him, and you're like, oh, he's like thirty, and he was like twenty or oh, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Crazy, so baby. many hits. If you think about it, and I mean, not even oh, yeah. talking about any of his albums, but you think about the big hits like Hypnotize and Big Papa and. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is, uh, I, he took the, he had a lot of female, you know, influence in his choruses and things like that, which I really appreciated. Um, yeah. And so I think, I don't know, just just love him, always have done, always will. And I, I add him to every party playlist that I ever created yeah, yeah. for house parties. Because awesome. he just has to be in there. Yeah. A must, um, yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, he, I like what you said. He brought he brought he did bring in a lot of females. He brought yeah. like little Kim to, into the game. He brought yep. um, um what's her um Faith Evans, I believe. Faith, I yeah, that was his lady. Yeah, it was. But, yeah, uh, yeah. incredible R and B singer. And yeah, uh, it's shocked because even when you talk to most people, like oh Biggie and Tupac are definitely in my in my top five. You know what I mean? And and Biggie, I think again he would he would he would be there for me. Um, you know, but there was just so much going on um, so much, with, yeah. with that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely deserves to be in the top five. Um, for me, um, again, being old school, uh, just when I was a kid, um, Rakim, Eric B and Rakim. To me, Rakim to this day, when you listen to, to um, it's again, he was a, he was a lyricist and he had lyrics. And not only was he telling a story, um, it came with more fire. Like it came with, with power, almost like a Nas. I think if you... Ask Nas, I think Rakim might be one of his, his favorites. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But he came, he came with fire. And, and again, it was intelligent. Um, and he used his platform. It was very conscious. Um, he had something to say. Um, even to this day, it's not, you know, you hear a lot of stuff where it's, it's about the party, you know, or it's, a, it's flashy. Yeah. Um, it's not lyrical. It's, and it's not, you're, you're not, there's no substance there. Um, but Rakim, uh, he was very intelligent. His lyrics meant something. Um, and and he has a very distinctive voice when you listen to it that um, I don't think I've heard since I was a kid. It's just tough. It's mean. It's like that voice you hear that you just have to listen to. Like, yeah, dude, what's this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he, he's about to drop some knowledge on me. I need to. I need to. <laughs> I, need to uh, I need to listen and pay attention real quick. You know. And that's another thing I said. Knowledge. He has. There's a song where he says uh, um, it's called "Know the Ledge," 
and he's just rapping and saying he's got to know the ledge and um and, nice. and I, I know you know most people might not even know um of rakim but i'm sure you've heard like those old school songs and stuff and i recently just i did a song and um you know i, I like to take little snippets of most of it is hip-hop the lyrics that are just stuck in my head somewhere um mm. and i and i and i I'm not gonna say I ripped it off because I'm not I'm not, I'm not looping it or anything, but it's just that it, 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 it's that it's that knowledge of or this, you're that, paying that, homage, yeah, yeah, exactly, I know yeah, what you mean. yeah, a little throwback. But the lyric was, yeah. um, uh, it, it says, uh, y'all know the name. I'm gonna put it on a bullet and put it in your brain. Nice. And that's freaking rock him right there. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. So yeah, simple yeah, yeah. and just so, it's such a highly functional it lyric. It works yeah. every single time. Murder. <laughs> yeah, it works every, it literally, it kills. That thing yeah, rips. By far, yeah. by, by far rock him <laughs> and being old school is, is my number one. I love that. Incredible. That's a great way so to end cool. it, I think. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any honorable mentions for anyone? I have a couple of random ones, uh, like Left Eye, because i got to represent the women, because I'm oh, so nice. like there, Like, there are a couple of female rappers now, obviously, but I've never been too into them. Megan Stallion's probably mm. the best out of the group, I think, right now, that is happening in charts currently. But um, mm -hmm. I also put in randomly So Solid Crew, who are a British band, who we yeah. had this... Uh, wave of music in the 90s 2000s called garage music and they were the kings of that and there was about 20 of them so um not, not anything awesome. that intelligent but they were definitely enjoyable to listen to and it was something new <laughs> on the scene um the, the the wave never quite hit america i don't think so i don't think you guys ever got garage mm. music but um yeah and no. then and then people like method man because you know you got yes, to throw them Wu Tang. In yeah, uh, Wu Tang. Yeah, 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 I, I was Brilliant. another Brilliant. one. I was Ghost expecting Wu Tang to come up. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Wu Tang has to be an honorable mention. I mean, yeah. just yeah, the yeah. voices, the all of the, them. Yeah. Every voice was every so single good. one. <laughs> every yeah, one of it, them. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, okay. I, I just saw Wu Tang um, a few weeks ago in Long Beach, and nice. it was oh my surprisingly enough, I'd never I had never seen them before, and so it was my bucket list, and I was like, I have to go see. And it was at a reggae festival of all things. Amazing. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> incredible. So I stood back there and watched them. Like Kate, check it off my my, my bucket list. Did they but, still have it? Oh, dude, they all came out one by one and did their own thing. Then they did a little throwback to like ODB and stuff. It was amazing. It was yeah. sick, man. Um, and just amazing. if we're going to throw honorable mentions, I mean, uh, people like uh, Public Enemy. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Even someone like Most, Most Def to live quality. I was going to say Most Def, um, yeah. Yeah, I love, love Most Def. Um, who else? There's, gosh, I'll, I'll go on forever. There was Mob D. Uh, Ghetto Boys, again, Ghetto Boys told me about for, um, um Fort Worth, Texas. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I learned about Texas hood because of a group like uh, uh, Ghetto Boys. And then you mentioned Lauren Hill, like the Fugees. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. Fell in love with the Fugees. Fell in love. I've been a huge fan so of good. Lauren Hill ever since. And yeah, yeah. she's the whole package. The list goes on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She can do all sing, yeah. rap, everything. Um, oh, the whole yeah, package. Caleb, you got any leftovers or are you good to go with some questions to end nah, this, wrap I, this I thing mean, up? I mean, this could just go. This yeah, could just could go, go and go forever. And go. <laughs> yeah, it goes. Yeah, yeah. We should have did, did like top 20. No, that's what we've got to make it hard. That's the whole point. Um, you just mentioned ticking off one of your uh, bucket lists. Is there like... What, musicians dead or alive who would you love to work with the most do you think oh man this item. i mean i 
obviously I'm a huge reggae fan. So there's, you know, there's Bob Marley. Yeah. Um, to this day, I would still, um, I'm a, I love you too. I would Amazing. love to just even meet Bono. Yeah. I would never have expected that to come out of your mouth. Isn't that funny? Oh, you yeah, too, yeah. of all places. I'm, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a huge um, uh, police fan. So oh, yes. Got, now you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> when I got to meet, when I met Sting for the first time, oh. it was the same thing. I was like a little schoolgirl. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's yeah. Sting. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, and, and luckily, I mean, there's, there's a handful of people, but luckily I, I've got to um, at least meet, but got to work with um, a lot of my legendary people you know uh, artists like hr or, or santana yeah. um mike oh, wow. mike Mir from suicidal tendencies wow. um i mean all, all all the greats the list goes on but uh yeah yeah i love that I, I love that this this music game you get to meet all your heroes and some and you know some don't meet always meet your expectations but then you meet True. guys are like dude you're you're legit i love you even more but um yeah that'd be it for me Nice. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a couple of softballs at you, but uh, yeah. this is I mean this is the endless one, but the people want to know, so I got to throw it out. Oh. Uh, small club giant festival, which one and why? Do you prefer, dude? I, I'm a I'm a small I'm a small club guy. I, I just yeah. um, yeah. it's what I know, and I never thought yeah. you know never thought we'd ever play a big stage, and so and and I, I love both. I mean, a big stage is a different it's a different vibe, but it's definitely for me. I, I say this all the time. I don't feel I'm not an entertainer. I, 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 I'm not, I don't have that mentality where I'm here to entertain for you. I'm like, dude, I just get, I'm just the first guy they pass to the, the mic. You know what I mean? And, and we, we brought, we brought the band. And so let's have some fun and let's do this. Um, and that's always kind of been our mentality. So, um, you know, big stages are awesome. Obviously there's a different energy and you, you love it and you feel it, but there's such a disconnect. Whereas we're used to, so you know, we're used to sweaty little clubs and people jumping off the stage and, and you know, yeah, guys all over your things. mic and gals all over your mic. And it's just, that's the most fun to me. Um, yeah. There's just something you know, special about that stuff, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because I love being in the crowd of a tiny show yeah, and you, you get everybody sweat on and you we and were. you're just like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah we were. We That's what we, we did. And so it's just, a, I think it's kind of a lost art now it's just be- everything has become so kind of mainstream and poppy um mm-hmm. i don't know and we've kind of lost the intimacy like i you know it's like i'm the entertainer you're the fan like and i hate yeah. that crap it's just like <laughs> dude, we, we do this together like you're this to me it, this is a lifestyle and so you you know we we meet at the rock show that's it that's kick ass awesome. that's hell <laughs> i was gonna ask you another question but i kind of want to leave it with that sentence so uh, i think i think we're gonna wrap it up there i think that's oh. the perfect way to end it meet you at the rock show um thank yeah. you for being on today mr thank sandoval that was an awesome chat appreciate you i'm sure there'll be people yeah, listening that are cool. like this this girl has no idea what she's talking about with hip-hop and you're probably right but i know what i like and no i like way, what i know it. and you know i got there yeah, in the you end you nailed it you nailed it and then you threw everybody off with zach so you, you win yeah. <laughs> everybody except our listeners will be like i bet she's gonna bring up zach <laughs> yeah but um, and just for real like i know you know we met like once briefly we didn't really get yeah. to kick it and hang out but like it was nice to be able to chat even though it was kind of you know we had a direction sure, with this conversation you know <laughs> yeah. hopefully this means that we're doing some tours together in the future or i hope so on something you know what i mean i know we've been talking Anything. about it for a minute but i feel like we really broke the ice in a good way so it was an honor Heck yeah bro yeah. I'm, I'm here for you guys man whatever you need let me know yeah, we're Absolutely. moving to the West Coast in the end of the year, so we'll have okay, to come yeah, over. Okay, we're moving to California. <laughs> Wait, what city? 
Uh, oh, LA, probably LA. like somewhere in the valley. Yeah, of course. We but. thought okay. about San Diego. We to thought be about fab, San Diego. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll let you boy when you get here. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. We'll see All you right, soon, Sonny. All right. Appreciate All right. you guys. Take it easy. See Bye. You. Have a good one. See you, brother.